It's planting season, and it's not too late to make sure your crops grow up fed and happy. Regardless of your spring crop, Fed and Happy offers a variety of worm-casting solutions in liquid and solid form to supercharge your soil, your yields, and your profitability. For fast, vibrant germination and seedling growth, mix your seed with Fed and Happy's screened granular castings pre-drilling. The Fed and Happy liquid seed treat and extracts offer the ideal mix of soluble solids loaded with living beneficial biology, mycorrhizal fungi, humates, and more. The Fed and Happy small spreadable castings are ideal for fast, easy soil incorporation. The large offer long-term stability and soil growth. But you don't have to figure this out on your own. Just call 833-GO-WORMS to speak with our farm team experts for a fast turnaround on a custom solution for your needs. Fare better against pests, disease, drought, and other potential hazards this season with Fed and Happy Worm Castings. Visit FedandHappy.com for a healthy harvest and any lawn, garden, and tree care needs. Available for pickup and on-farm delivery. That's F-E-D-N-Happy.com. Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's high time. We had a high time. Together. Together. Yes, it's high time. We had a high time. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and cannabis lifestyle guide. At the Emerald Cup in December, I saw my friends at Eel River Organics and had a chance to meet Farmer Ty. After enjoying the Eel River Organics live sauce and nectar concentrates, I was excited to put the cannabis farmer's face to the name. I was also excited to pick Ty's brain about dry farming. I'd never seen him before, so I didn't know who or what to expect. So Ty shows up to the tiny media lounge inside the Cannabus, and he's this larger-than-life personality. If you follow at Casually Baked on social, then you likely saw our picture together. He's wearing the traditional blue and white striped overalls with a cream-colored Western-style button-down underneath, embroidered with green vines of some sort. I couldn't see what it was exactly because it was covered in overalls. Hell, for all I know, it could have been the coolest cannabis shirt ever, but I wasn't about to ask him to drop his straps and show me. We just met for crying out loud. (laughs) He also had on a rounded army green felt hat with his long hair beneath it, and stuck into the hat band was a big cannabis cola. The look was finished off with a full beard and gold mirrored sunglasses. He looked dope as fuck, but I couldn't really see much of him. And most importantly, I couldn't see his eyes. This interview was tough for me, and I sat on it for a while before even listening to it, much less crafting it into something meaningful to share with you. My creative process is to have a conversation with someone, not really knowing or or trying to make it go somewhere, just letting it happen, and then I come back and I listen to it and I think about it 
And that's where I come up with my, you know, Aesop's fables version. You know, I have to have a moral to the story. Like, I have to have gotten something out of this exchange because I believe we do get something out of every exchange with that we have with people. So for me, it's just important to figure out what that was. Ultimately, I'm sharing this podcast with you for three reasons. Number one, Eel River Organics is a great operation, and Ty works hard to be one of those Emerald Triangle farms setting the standard for sustainable agriculture. Two, if you're into farming and you're curious about dry farming, you'll appreciate this dialogue. And number three, connection can sometimes be a lot of work. And it's not always pretty, but it's always worth it to try and fail and try again until you get to the meaningful stuff. What you're about to hear is the very first meeting and conversation I ever had with Ty. And while you're getting settled in, I should let you know this interview has two chapters. And I encourage you to stick around until you've heard both. All right, here we go. It's time to get casually baked. I got the bottle of wine, the high dollar kind. I got the West Coast smoke, but I better just... Chapter one, sunglasses on. Ty, thanks for joining me today. Little smoke session at the Emerald Cup. Mm-hmm. Actually, this is a whole new thing for me today because we are on the um, Enlighten Cannabis thanks to our friends at Cannabis Club TV. Right on. So um, we're hotboxing the bus right now. Yeah. You know, filtering our air properly. That's right. I mean, you you have to get in the Emerald Cup spirit. Yeah. I mean, I parked. I walked in, immediately came right here. So I'm pre-gaming, if you will. Ty and I are pre-gaming for Emerald Cup today. Oh, got to keep it steady. Even keel. You seem to me like the kind that probably walks around with a joint, keeping it steady all day long. It's a full-time job. (laughs) But somebody's got to do it. Okay, so Ty, tell me about your full-time job. Tell me about the the life of a cannabis farmer who's dry farming cannabis. That's one of the coolest things to me. That's the goods. Yeah, well, it's a... Most, uh, I could say, gentleman leisure, man of leisure style of farming that you can get. Uh, it's, it's, it's gentle on the environment and uh, the machinery and you, really. Yeah. And me as the final consumer, it's gentle well, on me, too. Yeah, exactly. And the amount of input it actually takes compared to the output is... Uh, quite amazing so it's um it's it's interesting to hear all the different methods of other farming and and what it takes and how involved it really is it was you know humbling and hard to always learn and build up but learning yeah learning is one of the most fun things that we can do as grown-ups yeah you can't be afraid to fuck up yeah no i fuck up so much I mean, there's been fuck-ups here today. Yeah. We're We're recording on my phone right now. Yeah, well, it works, though. No. (laughs) Kind of my fault, but also not really. (laughs) Hey, and I love him. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I have um, 
man, we are hotboxing this thing. I'm like, yeah, and we are <laughs> So I grew up on a ranch out in West Texas. Mm-hmm. And one summer, my dad's friend told him that we had the perfect conditions and sandy loam to grow watermelons. Oh, yeah. So I came home from school and my dad was like, girls, I have your summer job all lined out for you. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, what are we doing? He's like, you're picking watermelons. <laughs> Like, fuck. You're low to the ground. Oh, my gosh. You can reach them easy. Well, but I'm afraid of snakes. And so they love to curl up under a nice cold watermelon. So it was not a fun summer job, but it was, you know, I would play basketball. So it was good for the arms and, you know, trudging through the sand. But it didn't dawn on me that what dry farming really meant then. I was a Mm. teenager that hated my summer job. Mm -hmm. And so when I've, whenever I met some of your neighbors in the Eel River floodplain terroir, yeah, yeah, yeah. they taught me all about it. And I just, to discover how, like how cool dry farming really is and like mm-hmm. what it is meaning, like just like this perfect symbiosis with what's happening above the ground and what's happening below the ground mm-hmm. and and mm. how the plants struggle. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, it's just such a beautiful thought. Mm. And so I've been hooked on dry farming ever since. And I met one of your employees um, at a bar watching Mm. a football game. And she introduced me to Eel River. And I hadn't known that it was dry farmed flour. I have now gotten into your concentrates. I'm totally digging them. Yeah. And um, the other day, got to try some of your flour for the very first time. Mm. Mm. And the fact that it's called Third Eye, I was super excited about. Sure, sure, yeah. I was ready for an enlightened experience with one of my girlfriends. It was really great. It's the gateway to that. Are we going to be able to find that in stores at any point? What are you? Do you just hoard the flower at home for yourself? You know, that's kind of well. The whole (laughs) gig is really to get it out to as many people, you know, as possible, and that's the key. Certainly. In any form but really you know with the the dance that we all are going through it's been a real hard dance it's not quite like you can just set up shop and build a building and business as usual so to make it along this far has taken a um it's hard to get all the aspects in line and get it all out to the consumer as we need. But I think we, that if you were able to, uh, this year now, we're finally able to get the flower on the market. Well, congratulations. And that's what's it's been very exciting. some of the dance. Yeah. In different forms, uh, but you, it's all evolving. So give well, it a little time and you'll be able to access it. Okay. In well, many forms. Okay, so let's talk edibles about edibles and all that. So you're going to do a full line. Well, you know, in okay. all different aspects. All exactly. right. Exactly. We. It's just evolving. It all takes time. Well, as it should. So yeah, tell me, just like anything good. Yeah. So let's talk about your flower though from this harvest. What are you? Yeah. What was your favorite um, strain that you grew? Like, what are you most excited about? Oh well, it's hard to say. Usually the one that burns good, like this one, I'm not even sure what it is, but I really like, um, hmm, 
you know, to keep the variety going is where I'm at. So but did you have a particular I, one that you liked this year? You know, not, I'm, I'm trying to expand my horizons well, here. Like what? Uh, you know, like the like. I didn't. Like I haven't smoked. No, sorry. I didn't. <laughs> like I haven't smoked the third eye today, and that'd be probably my favorite right now because I've already smoked. You know these strains. This is the variety, the spice of life type stuff. So I, all the ones that we have are my, because it's been like this evolving, you know, process. It's, uh, I don't grow anything anymore that I don't. I, it's, I do try a lot of new, you know, genetics, because I have a lot of people that want, you know, that offer it up and I, I'm always trying to, find something but really it's you know what'll work and perform on time because part of the dance that you're doing with the dry farming is you have to and with the methods that were kind of it's harder with all the dance we have to go through with the regulations than to just apply full out you know, agricultural methods, direct seeding or all that, but it's also timing and everything. So, but what I'm getting at <laughs> is that the hard part is to get the seeds to perform and to keep them in small enough, you know, like pots and harden them off and, and to get them to sex them, tell male from female mm -hmm. to go in there designated exactly, you know, surveyed out spot mm -hmm. with the monitored exact square footage and you're held to all this so it, it, it's hard to get the varieties and everything and the performance levels up and all those other standards yeah. incorporated it into your so it's a lot of time and effort and yeah and genetics involved into that and then to get the ones that you really like so the names are really hard to put on to these. Yeah, so let's talk about that like one third of eye, you could say that's third eye, but that isn't third eye because it's some seeds I got a long time ago that was third eye, but I inbred them basically, uh -huh. like made land race, heirloom, whatever you want to call them, but that mixed with something and over time, it's like if you were to, pluck a Fuji apple off a tree uh -huh. and you were to grab them seeds and sprout them, you wouldn't get a Fuji apple. The only way you're going to get that exact is to, you know, take a cut. Mm -hmm. That's why the cloning methods right, right, and right. everything. That makes sense. So Good if analogy. you're just an F1 or whatever you'd call it to where you'd just, or a hybrid or something is completely different than where if you'd been over, you know, years and years and years of back crossing and and creating your own <coughs> it's hard to call it a name but yet everybody wants a name and i haven't made new ones up so well if you're good at making up names maybe you I can am. help us out i'm excellent at bit. it and i'm pretty concise because I'd, I'd hate to tell people hey this is chernobyl hey this is dr well that's what i want to hey, ask you about is, stop talking like, for a minute stop yeah. talking for a minute well that's what you got I me want, here for i right? know well i want to ask you questions so. tell me no. i yes. want to know how chernobyl got its name 
How did it? I think something blew up somewhere. And I know mushrooms will well, clean that's it up. It. <laughs> you know, mushrooms would clean it up for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. But, uh, yeah, so that's why it's hard to put these names and keep it to it. So I wouldn't want the consumers to get the idea that they're buying Chernobyl and expect it to be like something from McDonald's. That's why they have somebody like me that helps them understand that yeah. that there is nuance and that there That's is... That's part of the symbiosis you're talking about. Uh, of the course. The mycelial web. Yes, and, you know, and whenever people buy products that are in a box or in a pill or in a sublingual, mm. they want to know that they're having a repeatable experience. Exactly. But with flour, like, that's the beauty of flour. It's like, it's unique, it's beautiful. And um, I love you for sharing yeah. your take with me today. You Thank bet. you for joining me in this Emerald Cup smoke sesh mm, um, yeah. with Enlighten and Cannabis Club TV. Yeah, getting her done. Thanks All a right. lot. You're yeah, preaching you. the gospel. Are we going to knock? Yeah. We miss? Get it done. I don't want to leave up. you hanging. Yeah. No. Most people do. I won't leave you hanging. I'll give you guys some more weed. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thanks for playing. Of course, it's been run through metric first. <laughs> <laughs> I cut the interview short because I just couldn't connect with Ty. I was barely picking up what he was putting down and the sunglasses were a mask. And that for me is a distraction. And no matter how hard I tried to see past them, they were a problem for me. <laughs> they weren't just an Emerald Cup costume prop. They were blocking communication systems. When you're trying to know someone, engage authenticity, I find it difficult to connect in a meaningful way without looking in your eyes and watching your expression. I don't do superficial and I don't do small talk, FYI, if you ever come up and talk to me, and I certainly wasn't getting to learn anything more about dry farming. I know I sound like a brat, but it is my podcast. When we stopped recording, I asked Ty to please remove his glasses so that I could at least meet him for real. And y'all, the most amazing thing happened. This man removed those mirrored sunglasses and everything changed. His demeanor changed and our dialogue became more meaningful. So meaningful, in fact, that I was ready to spark the mics back up. The conversation I wanted to have with Ty had finally begun. And I guess while I'm setting the stage, I should also say that the podcast was integrated into a tight shooting schedule with other podcasts at the Emerald Cup. And I'd scheduled myself early in the day so that I'd have my wits about me, okay? Senior thinking. It's way too easy to get too high sampling cannabis in all of its forms and all of its glory to be a good podcast host. So anyway, if I ran over, then the shows after me ran late. And you know me well enough to know that I'm not going to be the person that makes other people late. All right, so here we go. Let's get this show back on the road. Chapter 2. Sunglasses Off. So, talk to I me. I just know that, like, every time when I went, like, at the Emerald Cup or anything. Well, no, they, listen, I don't want to talk about that. No, they pull me in, and I'm just like, fuck, I need to have sunglasses. So, this no. year, I bought some shades, and I'm like, I don't care. 
Because I know I respect, all, but I mean, like, literally all the people that do do interviews or want the camera, they they do want you to take them off. And I well, and I, but for me, I'm just like a connector, oh, and I sure. like to oh, I'm like down. to see people. Well, sure, if we're not like you know, yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah, I totally appreciate dry farming, and I'm hoping that um, in the spring, my dad's going to let me do a couple of test acres for yeah, him yeah. at the ranch in that same area where we grew those watermelons. Yeah, you were getting to that. And so now it's just figuring out, okay, what is the condition of that soil, and what are the right seeds that I need? You know, that all takes time. Dry a bunch. What doesn't yeah. work, don't use it, you know? Like if there's Would some... you recommend that on the very first try, trying a bunch of different kinds of seeds, uh, or just you, you do? Know, or not, you know, not you know enough was... to do. Like I got a few. Sometimes it's nice because then if you do all the same kind, it's all done at once, or mm -hmm. you know, some strains do more yeah. progressively, but some that are some strains finish out all at once some finish out longer over time some mm -hmm. earlier some later yeah so if you have a little variety then you aren't hammered as much yeah. when it comes to and you'll have the early but it's just a little bit to get mm -hmm. you started and then the next is coming and the yeah. next and by the time you're like oh shit you'd add a couple weeks to get started yeah and my dad and my uncle can already tell me like kind of what the harvest length is there i mean we grow yeah, things for the animals it, and stuff so any old knowledge or anything anybody yeah. give off that's what's kind of hard about like the with the cannabis and stuff it was really you know kind of closed offish and even like other farmers and stuff even though we were supporting our passions with the cannabis you, you never even really talked about it you just even oh the tomatoes are up in the watermelon and nothing about no what you know what you're what's what paying your the bills crop is. yeah but which by the way can you tell me why you call it cannabis well i mean why do people say envelope why i mean well how long have you friend? no i want I, I mean, i'm, I'm curious you? i love this well, I I just think it's a little uh, like pinky ups my motto. Okay. Kind of like, like it is the finest I cannabis like in the world. Hill River Organics. Well, pinky up pot. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> is it Colorado or Colorado? Colorado. No, but actually, this Colorado. is Colorado. <laughs> yeah, I but do. um, it it's it's you know it's not like we're bragging or something, but it's. Yes, it you are. But yes, it, yes, you are. Yeah, You're, but I mean, not everybody can have access to the the the. You're very the soil, fortunate. You're the, right. All these conditions, but yeah, like you're talking about, there is a, a way. There, there are all other conditions that you can dry farm in, and all different methods of quote unquote dry farming so like with well that's your, exciting to hear well if you're thinking about like vineyards or some other people where they're relying on their fixed annual rainfall that are that the soil capacity holds is there mm -hmm. that and we're we're at you're not relying on the soil's capacity to hold the rainfall water and that mm -hmm. determining your water we actually have a source below 
a right. flowing aquifer, mm-hmm. the Eel River, uh-huh. and so the river's actually just, you know, the trickle that you see, but, yeah. you know, underneath there's the whole systems yeah. everywhere. And so, so much happening under there. Yeah, and so um, it's timing and tapping in, so we're available where we're at to have a little more of a uh it's it, it's just all the conditions yeah, are there perfect you, yes, but you the, can do it like your watermelon patch you. if they're able to have some form of water below yeah. i don't know if you do or if you're at a well, table it's a, the, it is near the uh salt fork of the brazos river so then, i mean there, and we're in west texas go. so there's there an opportunity for water then you're but it's there <laughs> so it's, you're saying there's a chance well, it's the timing because with the dry farming, if you're, if you work it up, and you work up a whole bunch, and it's just blowing off, you're not going to capture the moisture. Right. So if you could work it, capture it, hold it, and plant it, you know, like plant it when it's there, and and. And, and so then those roots will then draw down? Well, they, they do, but yeah. the water's still coming up because you have the consistency. Whereas if I compare it to like a dry sponge or something where it's like, shit, that don't draw up water right. very well. But yeah. if it's that perfect consistency, it does. Yes, but, yes, yes. That makes and sense. And then just like the plant leaves, how they try and disperse the water out mm-hmm. evenly. There's a word for that where it... Uh, evens out so that soil is doing that like this capillary gassing got it action uh-huh. to where the hot dry mulch surface the sun uh-huh. is dry and hot and wicking pulling all that moisture up yeah so people s- compare the stress i've heard and other things of dry farming other methods grapes and stuff do do that but there's no there's stress in the beginning just like you're stressed if it's hard but if all the conditions are right and you're not stressed the environment ain't the plants aren't either so it's timing but so there's some you know different a lot of different kinds but the moisture at the hottest time of the year is when the most water is coming up mm-hmm. so like the fruit trees and stuff they're pumping or like if mid-august and they're big like if you don't have them pruned right or it, you'll just have severe breakage and some mm-hmm. a lot of the big monster under uh-huh. limbs because they're pumping so much water yeah. but actually the off the gap like the capillary action of the the water to dry and you know meet that it's all it's reverse so there is the plants are getting they have access to all the water they want right at their tips same with all the food or and they only draw it up when they want it and whatever food yeah because there's endless food in the whole food web down below when you grow the soil biology up Mm -hmm. and you're taking care of that yeah. from a all you yeah, know all the good stuff starts in the soil it does and so yeah. really you're just it's the byproduct of your soil stewardship yeah. and hopefully right mother nature uh 
doesn't beat you up too bad, but you learn to adapt and overcome, and that's the fun dance. Well, I'm going to give it a shot and uh, may reach out for uh, hot tips every now and again. You don't just wait till after you when you know you got a little stretch where you aren't going to get hammered by the rain. Yeah. With watermelons, it's a big seed, so they In pop West up Texas, good. yeah, we don't really. Small seeds are really problem. hard to dance and stuff, but big seed like that, you can do it. But don't plant it before you get a rain, like yeah, usually. right, of course. But you know, play around. Maybe you All do right. want to in Texas. I don't know water. Yeah. Wait for the plant before the rain, but that's another tip, just so you know, with the dry farming. Like, I generally wait until the last rain's hitting us, and then when that happens, then plant. So it never even gets rain. So, okay. Yeah, yeah to keep that to, soil consistency. Yeah. But All some, right. Well, we gotta we gotta we'll wrap. Somebody we else got, come yeah, in we gotta let other people. You want to hear the here. dry farm gospel? You're gonna hear. Yeah, it. I am. Yeah, I, I can know, barely get a word in edgewise to wrap this up. No, I'm, well, I'm, hey, that, I'm sorry to be here so to abrupt. No, well. Well, I appreciate you so much, sometime. and I, I love your product, and I look forward to seeing the Eel River uh, pre-rolls in dispensaries all over California. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. You too. Farmer Ty and his team at Eel River Organics ended up winning first place at the 2019 Emerald Cup for their ancient lime concentrate CO2 cartridge. Way to go! Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> I am always happy to celebrate regenerative dry farming for the win. And guess who won the Regenerative Farm Award at the 2019 Emerald Cup? Ty's neighbor and our friends from Organic Medicinals in Humboldt. They gave us our first lesson in dry farming on Podcast 109. You can get a tour of their farm and watch that episode on the Casually Baked YouTube channel. Congratulations, Jane, Sean, and Ryan. You absolutely deserve it. If you want to meet Farmer Ty, who's growing award-winning dry-farmed cannabis, head over to the podcast 120 show notes at casuallybaked.com. And get that pinky out, folks. Eel River Organics dry-farmed, sun-grown pre-rolls are hitting a California dispensary near you in late January. If you find Third Eye, I'm a big fan of that strain. And apparently, I also love Purple Unicorn. I later learned that's the strain Ty and I hotboxed in the can of bus. Purple Unicorn was a 2018 Emerald Cup finalist. It's right up my alley with tasting notes of berry, lavender, and pepper. It's a cross between their ancient OG and Blackberry Widow strains. So, those are my two recommendations when you purchase your first pre-rolls from Eel River Organics. Over 120 licensed California dispensaries carry their lineup. And if you don't see them, be sure to ask your bud tender. Catch up with at Eel River Organics on social. And as always, I'm at Casually Baked on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Next week, we're redefining dry January and happy hour. I'll help you stock your bar with some tasty cannabis-infused and non-alcoholic beverages. It's a new decade, folks, and more people are flirting with sobriety. Of course, around here, we're more of the California sober type, if you know what I mean. Oh yeah, it's a thing. We'll talk about it on the next podcast. Together. Together.
If you get value out of the time we spend together, please support my efforts by becoming a podcast patron at patreon.com backslash casually baked. Another easy way to show love and appreciation for the work I do is to rate and review the podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. If you're picking up what I'm putting down, puff, puff, pass it on. Casually Baked the Podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Arnav Gupta. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name's Kate, and I'm your host of the Pop Moms Podcast. I started the Pop Moms Podcast, well, because I wanted to end the stigma against using cannabis, specifically with moms, but also anyone who chooses to consume. I strive for a balance of humor and education, along with some pretty rad guests, to help combat social biases that come with consuming cannabis. Kids are hard. Join me for regular podcast episodes packed with parenting hacks, real-life stories, and of course, my favorite cannabis products. The days are long, but the years are short. So roll another J and take a deep breath. Keep blazing and stay amazing.